0: Welcome to Get With IT, a podcast by IT Ops Times. The host today is Dave Rubenstein, Editor-in-Chief of IT Ops Times. Yes, that's right. It's Dave Rubenstein. I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Get With IT. Uh, today, we're talking about data management and the gnarly problems associated with storage and analysis of said data especially as we move to the cloud and the size and complexity of data sets uh, continues to explode. With me today is Salim Sayed. He's vice president and head of engineering at Capital One Software. Uh, so let's get started.
1: So uh, welcome,
0: Salim. Uh, thanks for being on the podcast today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, uh, my pleasure. So, uh, you know, as we said in the intro, we're talking about uh, modernizing uh, data ecosystems, I guess, for today's world. So, one of the things I wanted to start with is to ask you: What are the problems with today's data ecosystems, and and why do we uh, uh, feel the need to uh, modernize what's going on?
1: The way I look at it, you know, modernization really comes from uh, for companies that are going from on-premise to the cloud. Uh in our experience, what we notice is that when you go to the cloud, suddenly you're going to see an explosion of data set, not just in the number, but also in the variety and in, to, in the number of lines of businesses. And what ends up happening is that a lot of data is being created without anyone knowing what's in it, how to get access to it, if it's valuable. And the way I I tell this is, you know, data just stays dormant and and not getting any value for you. Uh, and modernizing's real goal is to shine light on the data that's just sitting there and not bringing value to your business.
0: Right. So what about a lot of these organizations that have, you know, massive, expensive, uh, you know, Oracle installs or uh, DB2, uh, you know, how does can, can those things still be utilized as part of the modernization? Or are we talking about abandoning those uh, kind of legacy uh, data systems and going to more uh, cloud native, so to speak, data solutions?
1: It's not about abandoning a legacy solution or, or not. It's about, you know, can it handle? Can it scale to the levels that need it when you move to the cloud? Right. Uh, and there are many legacy companies that are also doing the same, are adapting uh, their technologies to scale uh, with the business demand of the business. Mm-hmm. Uh, but companies that are born in the cloud, uh, like uh, Snowflake, uh, Redshift, these, these these are, you know, they they have the advantage that to architect a solution that will scale with your demand. Right.
0: Right. Well, that certainly makes sense. So, uh, yeah, so you talked about this explosion of data. We've all seen it. Uh, and curious to know when it comes to managing those data sets, uh, you know, we hear a lot about data mesh and, and, uh, you know, we know that that's kind of a successful, uh, way to handle things. So, How would you suggest organizations use that to their best advantage?
1: The first thing that I would say we would do, and which Capital One did, is something called rationalizing your data set. Uh, So when we moved to the cloud, one thing we realized is that over over 40% of data was never actually needed to be migrated to the cloud because it wasn't being used. It wasn't being updated. And that rationalization process has saved us a significant amount of money. The second part I'd say is, you know, when you're modernizing your data, you know, data ecosystem, you want to make sure the governance and um, the data management is at the center of the uh, of the deployment because what happens is if you don't do, do it that way is you're going to, it's the genie's out of the box and it's very hard to uh, bring governance and management uh, to, to data sets that are just running wild. Right.
0: Mm -hmm. Interesting. So you talk about uh, a lot, a lot of organizations probably over collect data as far as, as that goes, because they think they'll use it, but ultimately they, they don't. Uh, and it, it, does that create storage problems? And and again, trying to find the uh, you know the diamonds or, or the uh, the needles in the haystack of data to to actually be able to make intelligent business decisions and go forward, you know, is is that in and of itself a problem? Just the massive over collection of data.
1: I agree. Yeah, I, I would say yes. Um, when you move to the cloud in the beginning you're going to hear a lot of statements saying cloud storage is much cheaper, which it is, right? Uh, the native block storage is much cheaper than your uh, traditional way of storing data. But for companies that are, have multi-petabytes of data, that slowly becomes a huge uh, line item in your budget. Mm-hmm. Plus, for uh, regulatory companies like a bank, uh, Capital One, it's also the more data you have, the more risk you carry. So you have to look at it from both angles that do you need to keep the data uh, forever? Is there a regulatory requirement for you to keep the data for a certain period of time? Does the business have a need to keep uh, the data for a certain amount of time? So it's really important to set the right retention policies of your data and have it, uh, the retention policies be executed against so that that you have a good, handle on your storage uh, cost and risk.
0: Mm-hmm. Excellent. So in talking about uh, you know storing all this data and, and figuring out how to, how to utilize it and all of these kinds of things, uh, what would you suggest uh, organizations do to kind of get a better handle on both structured and unstructured data for uh, you know, processing, storing, leveraging, you know, taking advantage of all the data that they're collecting?
1: Well, modern databases now can can support both structured and unstructured. There was a period of time five years ago where modern databases, uh, the databases, couldn't support unstructured data. So now, uh, with you know these modern uh, data cloud vendors like Snowflake, where uh-huh. you're keeping your storage and compute separate, and you're supporting uh, semi-structured, unstructured data. It becomes much easier to manage it together. the The issue really is about visibility into data sets. What's in the data? How do you, can, you know, how do you know if it's relevant to your use case? How do you find it among hundreds of thousands of data sets within your organization? And um, and and how do you trust the data? That's the next big thing. Like all this information needs to be provided to data consumers and make it very easy for them to get access to the data that's the biggest challenge otherwise you're not going to use the data that you're you're storing
0: right so uh, let me ask you this and as far as uh, you know the cloud goes and I know this has confused me since the uh, hadoop days uh, you know when people talk about data warehouses data lakes data lake houses mm-hmm. data warehouses what, what's the difference between all of them? You know, why is one preferable to another and how do people make that decision of, of how they want to store that data?
1: I could talk about this for hours. Okay. Uh, but, but, you know, what I would say is, you know, historically it's been data warehouse from right. early 2000 onwards, that was your platform to do analytics. But, uh, Sometime in the 2010s, maybe a little earlier, what we started seeing is the, the amount of data, the, the throughput of the data, the variety of data. It was so much that traditional data warehouses just couldn't handle it, right? They, they could functionally, they could you know, process it, they could write analytics on it, but just they couldn't handle the throughput. And, and semi-structured data is something they couldn't, uh, there was no way to query those. Right. So that's where the lake was born. Uh, this was a way for you to be able to separate storage and compute and, and have the ability to load large amount of data really quickly and be able to process, uh, you know, all kinds of data, all kind of variety of data, structured, unstructured, all of that. The problem with the lake is that it's very hard to manage it, <laughs> like manage security manage access control, uh, be the ability to know what's in the data, all that is very challenging. And for a, just a regular data analyst, business analyst, it you have to bring your own compute to query the data. And the performance and complexity for a, a regular analyst was too much for them to adopt it. Lake House, I mean there's a lake house, Snowflake is a database that does both. Uh Databricks has a lake house uh concept. Both are very similar. It's it's really combining the best of the two worlds, right? Mm. Uh, some of them are coming from a data data warehouse and going towards the lake. Some companies are starting from the lake and going towards the data warehouse. But they're all trying to merge the two use cases uh together. Does
0: right. that help? Yes, absolutely. That uh Certainly clears that up a little bit. So uh, one of the other things that I wanted to ask you about, uh, you know, while we still have a few minutes remaining, is uh, talking about creating a data culture. Uh, and I, I said data, didn't I? that's my New York uh, accent coming through. Uh, a data culture. Uh, right. So why is it important to have that? What does it mean? And, uh, and how does that make life uh, you know, possibly easier for uh, data professionals?
1: it's a data culture. I would say this is the probably the most important thing and the hardest one to do, because you can do a lot of technical solutions, but you have to change the mindset of uh, the organization. To, well, we hear
0: that in uh, everything about tech. We hear yes. that in DevOps. We hear it in Agile. We hear it, you know, uh, you know and, and they always do it as kind of a throwaway. Well, you get the tools and you do this. Oh, and by the way, you just have to change the culture as if you okay. snap your fingers and the culture changes. Yeah.
1: No, it, it takes a long time, right? Uh, I mean, it, it, the modernization and cultural change kind of go hand in hand, uh, but for Capital One, data is in our DNA. Uh, sure. I think from the early stages when Capital One was created, you know, we've based our business on finding insights from data and and making a business product out of that. So that has continued till today. Uh, so what what does that mean? In order for the our culture, it means that we understand the value of data, and uh, so then we start from the top, making data a priority, making accessing data, making um, making visibility to data and producing data all this as easy as possible, without uh, without you know, creating any, any like roadblocks in terms of implementation. Mm-hmm. Gotcha.
0: So, so I want to talk a little bit about, um, capital one and your, uh, slingshot, uh, solution. Maybe you can uh, describe some of that to our listeners. I know it uh, is involved with snowflake in some way, so maybe you can uh, elaborate on what it is you guys have created there.
1: So slingshot is a product, um, is is, cap, is a product of Capital One Software. Capital One Software is a new uh, line of business that's created, focused on helping uh, companies move uh, in their data journey and adoption, data journey to the cloud. Um, Slingshot is a product that is focused on helping companies manage Snowflake cost, um, Govern and speed up their adoption of uh, snowflake. Ooh. This is a tool that we had built internally, and we saw s- significant um, uh, benefits from cost saving to uh, reduced manual effort and, uh, and And this is something that we know that modern uh, modern data platforms that are consumption based going is going to be a tremendous help too. Uh, this is this is a different world now. In the past you would just sign a contract for a year and get a, a yearly license. but in the modern data ecosystem, it's the cost is consumption based and if you' uh, if you're not using your data platform efficiently, you could end up spending way more than you've budgeted or planned. And this is where Slingshot really helps you. It, it it basically identifies inefficiencies in your system and gives you alerts and recommendation and uh, in near real time to make sure that you are using it as efficiently as possible. So you can then scale to the demand of your business.
0: That is uh, excellent. Now is, uh, is, is that something that is available to clients of Capital One, or is uh, can any organization decide they want to use that?
1: It's actually any organization that wants okay. to use it uh, mm-hmm. that are using Snowflake or is is thinking about using Snowflake right. would be a great candidate for slingshot.
0: Excellent. All right. Well, that's about uh, time for us. Salim Sayed, Thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate the the uh, conversation.
1: Thank you, David. It's been a pleasure talking to you.
0: Yes. And to our listeners, uh, as always, thanks for tuning in. And until next time, so long for now.